Hey everybody, welcome to Around the Farm, the podcast about all things ag. I'm your host, Clint Chaffer, and today I'm going to have a discussion with my good buddy, Chad, who also works with Sentara, and uh, Sentara's a platform partner of Climate Field Views. So Chad, how's it going today? Doing great, Clint. I really appreciate you having me on here. Uh, this should be a lot of fun. Yeah, look forward to talking uh, talking to you about drones, sensors, field analytics, and uh, all the good stuff in between. Yeah, we got a lot to cover. Let's get into it. Sounds good. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, welcome back. So Chad, uh, again, thanks for uh, thanks for joining the show here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, uh, so where are we going to start? You know, I mean, Sentara uh, does a lot of uh, really cool things and has a lot of good tools for for our farmers out there. So, yeah. So, if if we want to cover everything, this would be one of those really uh, we'd have to have a really long podcast because there's a, there's a lot of stuff that uh, the Sentara does. But um, I think we kind of start with with what we're doing right now, what we're seeing in the field right now. Uh, uh, Plants are starting to come up, so you're getting the emergence right now. So right now, in front of everybody, we're we're doing a lot of stand counts. Okay, so uh, let's talk about stand counts a little bit and what Sentara brings to the table. Because the first thing that you notice is when you when you do a stand count, you know if you're if you're scouting crops like a, a typical crop scout, you pull your truck up to the field, you walk out, and you take three stand counts. It's probably as far as you want to walk out of your uh, from your truck, right? And I got to step off my, what, 17 and a half foot to make sure that I'm counting the right yep, number yep, of plants, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. And then you, and and all that stuff. But now what we do is we take it so that you can uh, put your drone down, which just a typical DJI drone here that we have. This can We can use this Mavic 2 Pro for staying counts. You set it down right outside your car, uh, car truck, and you swipe one way, select what you want to do, which right now, again, would be staying counts. You select the staying counts, send it up, and it goes out and flies the job for you. And now you're going to get, on that 100-acre field, you're going to be able to get uh, stand counts across the entire field. So instead of getting the three that you, you know, as far as you want to walk, uh, you're going to get that spot in the back of the field that maybe had some water, uh, you know, some uh, water damage there, or something like that, so you didn't have some emergence in that area. Maybe you're way low. Maybe your populations are really low in that area, something like that. You're going to get a full field coverage is what it is. Now, is this, so when you say stand counts and you say a a drone is flying over, right? Um, Is this literally counting each individual plant that's in that field? Yeah, absolutely. Well, not every individual plant. It's in in each, it's going to take a sample of every acre. So if you're doing a hundred acre field, let's just say you're going to have a hundred snapshots, okay? And with that snapshot, it's going to give you multiple staying counts in in that area and then average it all out. Okay, so, and, and what's great about what what's great about Sentara is we also have the ability to go in and ground truth that and check it out. So, like if you see one spot that looks low, which you're going to see one out there somewhere that's lower than the rest, uh, you click on that red spot and where it's you know two thousand plants less than what it should be. Click on it, you can see exactly what happened. Whether it's a planter skip or maybe again you had some drown out areas or something to that effect, but you can actually go in and make those decisions like. Uh, okay, is it bad enough that I need to go out and do a replant? Is it bad enough that I need to, uh, I don't know, make some sort of uh, decision later on in the season to to catch them up in some way, whether it be more fertilizer or something like that? Oh no, uh, you know, you've you've uh, stopped and flown a couple of our fields for yeah. for Dad and I, and uh, and showed me, uh, you know, some of this. And and this year we've struggled with with emergence, right? Yep. Uh, just uh, with the. <laughs> 38 degree nights that were happening shortly yeah. after planting. And then uh, we've had a significant amount of rain on our farm as well. Um, and uh, that bean field that you flew, I thought was uh, was pretty fascinating to see. We also did population trials, right? So yeah. it's interesting to, to see that. But we lost a, a pretty good chunk of 
of of our uh, of our population out there, and and really, you were able to verify, uh, you know, pretty much across that whole field. Yep, absolutely. And the and the thing is, like some of those lower spots, you you might not even worry about them yet because again, it might be might be something that, that you're going to have more emerge later on in the season, that sort of thing. Because again, it's for, 45 degrees out right now in yeah. almost June, so you'll have that. But but no, it's 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 something that that again you can you can verify the entire field as opposed to doing just one because otherwise you wouldn't know what's out there. You just there's just no way to cover that um, much much area. Well, one of the stories I like to uh, like to share about this uh, last year, my my father was going in for uh, open heart surgery, yeah. and uh, we had that. I want to say it was sometime in the front side of May. We had a night that it dropped below 27 degrees for for you know a few hours, uh, and we had some frost damage mm-hmm. uh, down there. My uh, uncle Bill and Aunt Betty's uh, field down there, yep. and uh, you stopped and you flew that, uh, and it was pretty interesting because as my dad is in the hospital. We're trying to make a decision whether or not we need to replant. Yep. Um, and the uh, the interesting part about that that when when a farmer has to make that decision to replant or not to replant, uh, there's a lot that goes into that, right? I mean, that's a big decision. There's a lot of uh, a time investment. There's money investments. Yep. Um, and so it was really really interesting to be able to. Uh, Send him a picture of that field, right? Yeah. Uh, which we uh, we tied it back into, into send him his a picture. Did you send him a link? Uh, send him back into his field view account. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and he was actually able to see uh, the population variance. Yeah. And really, we we had damage, but we didn't have enough to to yep. warrant you know going out there and replanting. So. Yep, absolutely. And and that's the thing. Like the, we make it very easy to share data. First off, it's it's very easy if you're a climate partner uh, or if you are a climate dealer because. Basically, everything that you fly, uh, first off, your fields come straight in from climate to our to our field agent app. So everything you have, all your field boundaries, everything's right there. And then once you go out and fly it, let's say you're flying it for your dad or you're flying it for a customer, whatever it is, all that data goes straight from there over to their field agent account, and they can view it right there. Uh, you can also share it with a link, though. Uh, so I'm not sure if you did that with your dad or not, but you can send him just at his email. Okay. Uh, kind of like what I did when I flew your last yeah. one here. Yeah, yep. just send you a link, and then you can click on that link, and you can bring up all the data that I flew, all the stuff that I got there, the stand counts and stuff like that. And it, it you can view it on our web browser, and that's a great way to look at it. It looks looks fantastic there. Yeah, and like I said, it just gives you a that whole field look, right? And uh, and a lot of times, you know. We always want to say that this is another tool to use, right? Yeah. Uh, so not only does it give you a field field look, but also it gives you a, a great talking point with your local agronomist as well, right? Yep. Because again, trying to make that decision on whether or not to replant or not, uh, man, that's that's just a big decision. So we always do like to uh, to go in and, and talk to our local agronomist and uh, and work with our dealer and and really try to determine you know, what is the best course of action? It's just with that stand count map across that entire field. Wow, okay. that was... Yeah, exactly. And, and if you're a seed salesman, it gives you more more contact with the, with the grower too because you got to figure that uh, if you're, if you go out and scout, again, if you go to your, to a field and you go out and scout and you just walk out there and take your few, few stand counts, uh, they don't know you were out there. You know, if you walk out and the field looks great, they don't know that you were there, but this one, you can actually send them that link or, or feed it into their climate every time you go out there and you do a full scout across the field. So there's a lot of stuff that you can do there. Well, one of the other things I'd point out too is the, just how easy it is to use. Yeah. Um, now I have a drone Right, yeah. and uh, this uh, this this Mavic Two actually sitting here is mine, uh, and I've ran stand counts or flew stand counts myself as well, which yep. I will tell you, uh, I'm very uh, 
uh, very much a novice when it comes to yeah. uh, working on your platform and uh, working through your uh, your system. And I was able to to fire that up, get my drone connected, and was flying that field within within minutes. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's the the the, the real beauty of it is the fact that it is so easy to use. Uh, I mean, basically, we've taken all the fun out of it, like all the fun <laughs> out of drones, right? Right. Yeah. Because that's what it is. It's it's not like you go out and you're you're steering it anymore. It's all autonomous. You what you uh, let's say you have an intern. Uh, you have an intern this summer, and you want to go fly uh, Uncle Bill's field. And you all you have to do is just tell them, uh, click on Uncle Bill's Bill's field in their field agent app, and they swipe on it. They can actually get driving directions to it. Oh, nice. Yeah. So get driving directions to it. Go right to the field, and then swipe the other direction. Select uh, what you want to do, which again would be staying count this time of year, and. It'll go up and fly the field for its, by itself. Uh, once you need to change the battery, uh, it'll come back down, sit there, change the battery out, pop it up in the air again, and it'll finish the mission. The, the whole time, you just have to maintain uh, line of sight with it, you know? So yeah. that's it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I did, uh, I did go through and I did my, uh, my training to take, yeah. uh, to take my, my, or get my license there. So uh, it, uh, it is interesting to go through that to make sure that you are following all the 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 FAA guidelines, oh, yeah. right? Yep. So, um, you know, one of the things that you mentioned there that I find uh, uh, pretty pretty neat, which is uh, the field directions. Yeah. Uh, and that's such a, it sounds like probably such a, a simple, uh, you know, simple tool, but uh, it's actually very important, right? Uh, especially when you talk about like interns. I go back to, um, you know, uh, uh, our buddy Brian and I, and uh, we ran that uh, soil sampling uh, business yep. for a little bit. And uh, we had my wife pulling cores. And that was one of her complaints was trying to get directions to yeah. that field. So actually, I mean, uh, to your point, if you have somebody, whether it's a new employee or an intern, and yeah. you can hand them a, a tool like this and they can find well, you, all the fields. Yeah, exactly. When I used to, uh, I would carry around a folder basically with all the fields and the uh, the plat maps there to kind of find yeah. out where exactly everything is because you've got all these growers and stuff like that. It's, it's hard to keep track of all them fields. So yeah, oh, even plat maps, right? You don't know necessarily who owns the field, uh, whose yeah. name it's going to be yep, under. Exactly. Right? So exactly. Well, let's talk about some of the tools. So uh, you know, I, I I'd have to say drones are just are, are really cool, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're fun, uh, but they're really just a tool in this whole in this whole piece, right? I mean, this is what do I got to do to to get more out of this? Yeah. So the. This is like again. This is a tool, but this is like our novice tool again. This is the one that uh, this is for somebody that's going to scout a thousand acres a year or something like that. Uh, but if you want to really ramp that up, uh, that's where we bring in the PHX. PHX is a is a uh, fixed wing drone that uh, we designed. Uh, some some of the guys in our company designed, uh, and they uh, it, it basically can capture five hundred acres of stand in an hour. So wow. that's on one battery because we have, the battery life is an hour. So and it discharges. So if one of the biggest problems that you have with a quadcopter right now is battery life. Uh, I carry six batteries when I try to use one of these things, and I'm constantly I got one charge in the front, one charge in the back, trying to rotate them. But if you use the PHX again, one battery, uh, you have two batteries. You can just swap them out, and by the time you get done with one, the other one's charged. And again, oh. you're flying you're flying at, at at 150 feet for stand or 400 feet for uh, NDVI. Okay. And so you can do 500 acres of stand in an hour, or you can do a thousand acres of NDVI in an hour. And that doesn't have to be on, on the same, uh, same field either. I mean, there's not many fields that are a thousand acres. Or right, anything like that. right. But if you have, uh, if you have, uh, farmer John and farmer Jack and, and farmer Bill over here, all their fields within a, a mile radius or whatever it is, uh, you can fly each one of those fields 
And then when you bring it into field agent, we'll separate them all out for you. And, oh, wow. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, okay, so it, you can basically launch the, launch the PHX, fly multiple fields all without bringing it back down. Yep, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. You can fly it for two different things too. Uh, there's not many opportunities for you to fly for like a stand count and an NDVI. But like if you want to fly, because there's two different heights, right? So you're flying the, the NDVI or the stand at 150 feet. You can fly that field at 150 feet and then come back up and fly at 100 or 400 feet for the NDVI and get both of those layers. I would assume you can cover more acres the higher up that you are. Correct, right? because you're going to have, yeah, exactly. Yep. And then are you trying to, is the 150 foot for the stand count, is that just trying to what is it increase your resolution or getting closer to the plants or? yeah so so you figure on uh for stand counts you're using a narrow analytics sensor which i tried to bring one but it's green it would have messed up with our thing here. <laughs> but uh our 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 narrow anal or our narrow rgb is basically a zoomed in rgb image which rgb image is typically like what you use on your your camera phone yep but this is basically a scope version of it that is going to take a that sample data instead of flying with a quadcopter at 50 feet, you're flying at 150 feet. And it's going to zoom in there and, and give you a sample of that acre. So uh, that's just the limitations of the cameras. I mean, 150 feet is still way high for taking a picture oh, yeah. of four-inch plants, you know, so uh, pretty good. But, th but then with uh, the NDVI, is basically you're flying at 400 acres or 400 feet because you're going to want to have more overlap and you're going to want to be able to to, to view a little bit more of the field that way. Now, when you're doing NDVI as well, you know, you talked about the the, the sensor. And uh, again, to Chad's point, we have a green screen behind us. So if we have anything green, such as yeah. the sensor, it's just going to disappear yeah. in our hands. Uh, so, uh, but for an NDVI and some of those types of analytics, uh, that's where you have to have a different style of sensor, right? Like I can't do that with just a base level no. without installing no, something on no. here, right? So on the PHX with a double 4K that you get, you're typically going to have, uh, your typical your standard setup is going to be the, the analytics, which is going to have the narrow NDVI, and then it's going to have the wide, RG, or wide narrow RGB and the wide NDVI. Okay. So like for a Mavic here, what we do is we take, again, a typical... DJI Mavic or Phantom or whatever it is, you can repurpose one of these uh, and attach one of our sensors to it. It's a, just a single sensor or you can do the double 4K, whatever you want, and go out and fly the field uh, for NDVI the same way you would with a PHX. It's just going to take longer. Yeah. Yep. So it's just... This is more for small acre stuff, is, is or maybe if you have a little bit more time, if you're trying to cover a lot, you you may want the fixed. It's it's small acres, and it's also just kind of an introductory thing because you know, well, there's gonna be some there's gonna be some fields where it's you know maybe it's in a small area that you can't get to or or something like that. So it, there's always a spot for the Mavic, especially if you've got if you're gonna fly you know a forty acre field, it's probably better to just do it with this. There's no sense in setting up a flight plan and stuff like that for the gotcha. PHX. But but ultimately, like if you want to really make Make this a business and you really want to capture data you you pretty much got to go with the phx to make it work because that's the only way to cover some ground now on the phx you know i've always uh you know you see some of these different uh different drones that are out there yeah. is this a am i am i launching this thing with my with my arm or yeah. how's this go yep. yep it's again it's made simple so the guys that, that designed this were from lockheed martin so they they wanted to be able to land and uh, take off from anywhere. So yep. whether that be in the desert or a ship or whatever it is. So basically our setup is you uh, you pump fake it, it spools up, throw it in the air. It's very simple. And as soon as the weather clears up, we're going to have you do this too. So you yeah, can, yes, well, hopefully we can put a video up here of Clint actually tossing out the PHX. But uh, I have not flown a fixed wing yet. So I know. I'm, uh, I'm excited about yeah, that one. Yeah, it's so. going to be super cool. You're going you're to really enjoy it. Uh, it's and it, Another thing that we don't talk about is, is the wow factor in these things. Because uh, if you have a PHX or something like that, people are constantly like, 
you're going to have all the neighbors stopping for that one. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> going to want to stop and talk to you because it, it's, it's, a, it's an exciting thing. People. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's, and then when it, when it lands, uh, basically I usually land, I'd say, well, right now you can land in a field because it's pretty open. You know, you can land in the, the shorter corn or beans or whatever, but you can also land on a gravel road or whatever. And that's where most of my landings come is, is, is on a gravel road. So are there, uh, you know, like replacement parts that you got to worry about if you're landing on rocks like that? Or? Yeah. So yeah, yes and no. There are some consumables that we, we go through. Uh, the, the big one would be a, we have a, what we call a wing spar, which is a carbon fiber rod that goes through the middle of the, the PHX to attach oh. the wings on because it's, it's again, it's, it's designed to be durable and maybe take an, uh, a crash or two here or there, but that, that wing spar absorbs the, the impact. So it's going to, to keep it from, from messing up the important stuff, all the, the, yep. the really, the sensors and that sort of thing. So yeah, uh, you'd have to do some replacement with some of those throughout the season. You know, I just, I think I just ordered six more for this year. So it's gotcha. terrible. Well, I know that, uh, I've had to keep a couple extra, you know, uh, fins here, yeah. but just for the simple fact that that's typically when I'm doing, uh, you know, taking videos or whatever and manually flying it. Um, yep. uh, I've been probably a little too close to yeah, trees yeah. a couple times yeah. that uh, I may have messed one of those up a time or two. So exactly. See, that, and that's the thing. Mine's I, I hardly ever freehand fly mine, uh, my quadcopter. So I don't have the the, the crash stories for them that, they, that a lot of people do. <laughs> so so we're talking about uh, you know stand counts. Um, what crops can I fly? I mean, am I am I limited to just corn no, or you can, corn and soybeans? No, essentially you can fly any. I mean, corn and soybeans are probably what we do the most of, but it's it's anything with a row. Okay, so okay. If, if anything you put in a row, we can we can count it. Uh, I there might be some. I might be speaking off. Uh, uh, you know off kilter a little bit on that one because there might be some sort of more ramifications. But for all intents and purposes, yeah, you can fly anything with a rose. Cotton? So, cotton, yep. Yeah, we got a lot of customers. Cotton, uh, cotton, cotton you customers. Do, so. You can do cotton. You can do sugar beets. We can do potatoes. We can do... Uh, I'm going to try sunflowers. I think we can. I mean, it's they're in a row. So. Hey, we know a guy. It's going to be We know a guy. We know, we know a gal, actually. We know a gal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we also got to figure, uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff. So we talked about a little bit. And the, the main thing is you want to talk about building your story for the season. So you start off with, with your stand counts and that's what, so, so climate has the, the uh, beginning and the end of your story. You know, you got the planting data and the harvest data, that sort of thing. Um, we can help fill in those middle pages there. So now you've got a stand count that you can put in there. You've got an NDVI level you can put in there. Uh, we also do uh, NDRE, which is a, a little bit of a, a deeper look into the canopy. Um, we also do tassel counting now. So you can count tassels. Oh, wow. okay. And then once you count tassels, essentially, if you've got a tassel, you've got a, got a near corn there, right? So we can use that to do a, uh, uh, a yield modeling system. So we can tell you what your yield should be across the field. So there's a lot of stuff that can go into this. So basically, you, you, again, you got stand, or you got your planning stand, how healthy it was throughout the season, uh, the, the tassels, how many tassels came up, what your yield estimate was and what your true yield data was. So it's a really cool way to, and then if you're, if you're working for a customer or for a grower, uh, like as a seed salesman or something like that, it's really cool to just book that all up and give it to the customer at the end of the season. So oh, absolutely. See, you know, how their crop did that year. Well, it's interesting, you know, you talk about like, uh, even on the yield estimate estimation, um, you know, we have our, our planting population is always important to collect, but it's always interesting to know what exactly came up, right? Yeah. So even if there's not an issue, I still think flying to get a, uh, to get a truth of, of your total stand count out there, uh, of what did come up, I I think that's a huge data point, especially if you go, like I said, back into the uh, the tassel part that you were talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, it's just wh whatever you can do to get more data and get more information and know 
what happened throughout the season to help make better decisions. Even if you can't make decisions this year, maybe it's too late to make a decision on, on something or you just, it's not worth trying to, to fix it now. At least you can, you can plan for next year or the, the season where you're going to be playing that in that field again. So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Much, much data as you can get. Yeah, no, I, I would definitely say that. Um, so, so man, you talked about a lot of, uh, a lot of uses, uh, for, for these tools, uh, even on the same field throughout the year then. So, I mean, this could, uh, what, how many flights would you perform on a field to, to do all of that that you just talked about? Yeah. So it's all relative. Um, it, it depends. I, I, there's a lot of stuff that I like to do kind of just to see that, like if you're flying fungicide, why not take a NDVI flight before the fungicide and after the fungicide and see how that looks just to see, yep. because there's a lot of concern about fungicide trials and that sort of thing. And like, well, was it really giving my, my, my crop any health? Uh, but if you go out and fly uh, eight days after an, a fungicide trial and you can see that your crop was actually healthier at that time, uh, more vibrant, that sort of thing, then to me, that is worth it to know that, hey, at least it was doing something out there. Yeah. You know, you may not be able to pinpoint it on your, your, uh, uh, yield data, but at least you have that to say, I did the right thing at this point. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I didn't even think about that on a, on a fungicide piece. And, and you're right. There are a, a ton of trials right now, both in corn and soybeans, mm -hmm. right? Uh, that are, that are really happening. So, uh, we might have to, uh, have to fly a couple more fields of dads if we're going to do that. I know? would love to. Yeah, I would love to. <laughs> um, I'd also like to talk about the, uh, the, the, the notifications because that's a good point. Um, maximizing your time is a big deal. Um, so with that being said, what we do is we send you notifications too that say um, if, if climate's putting it, giving us the planning data and that sort of thing into field agent, then with that, you, you now know that, okay, now it'll send you a notification that says, field agent will send you a notification that says, all right, now is a good time to go out and fly for stand counts. Oh, now's a good time to fly for this. It'll also tell you that like right now there's, you know, there's a weather uh, anomaly in this area. Maybe you had hail in this field. Maybe you had something to that effect. Um, we'll also do uh, disease pressure and that sort of thing. Uh, a lot of, lot of different notifications that we get. So basically we're just monitoring your, your fields as well. If you have them in there. Well, you know, you bring up a good point too, uh, you know, on weather events, uh, you know, whether it's uh, hail or whether it's, you know, we had a, a significant wind events last year. Uh, can these tools be used for, for that kind of, of oh, yeah. piece as well? I mean, to go out there and identify what damage there is or how much? Yeah, or absolutely. So there's a, there's a bunch of different things there. So like if there's a, if there's disease pressure out there, um, it's not going to tell you exactly what the disease is, but yep. you can go out and say, all right, I have northern corn leaf blight in this field. And if I fly it, you can tell how many acres are going to be affected by it with the NDVI or something to that effect. Uh, as far as down corn and that sort of thing, yeah, you can use the tassel counting. You can use, you can honestly use an NDRE or an ND, uh, NDVI as well to, to map those out as well. So, oh. But there's a bunch of different ways you can do it. Um, but yes, I, I, I don't, I'm surprised that more insurance companies don't use them for that sort of thing. Is it because you, you always see them go out and, and estimate things, but it's like we'll map it out and tell you exactly how much corn's down in that yeah. field. No, that's a that's a good point. I think, uh, I, I, like I said, I think they're incredibly useful. Uh, uh, not only the the tools here, but the analytics that go into it. Uh, I, again, I've seen some of the uh, the tassel counts that a few of your folks have uh, have shown me. Uh, you know, the last year, and that's just a fascinating piece in itself. The analytics and and and. I should have talked about this earlier, but like with the stand count, all this is done right there at the field edge too. Okay. Like, like, so you don't need internet or anything like that. What you do is you go out and you fly with this or you fly with a PHX, whatever. You capture your data, you go back, you upload it to your laptop. You can get it all right then and there. Uh, so if you're going out with a grower and you're going out and scouting this field, um, you'll have 
solutions for them right there. You'll be able to, within five minutes of landing your, your quadcopter, your PHX, you'll have data for him to, sh- to say, okay, here's, how, here's what this field looks like. And then, all right, there's a spot over here, this, uh, this red spot. Let's go take a look at it. And you can, I mean, well, I mean, you can t- take a look at it on your, uh, uh, your laptop too, actually just click on the photo dot and see it. But if you want to walk out there and get your exercise in, you yeah. can do that too. Yeah, so, I mean, I remember uh, here just the other day when you, after you flew that, uh, the Keysburg place, um, we clicked on one of those dots, yeah. right? And actually got to almost ground truth it yeah. from sitting right here yeah. in my house. So uh, I just, the, the power of that is just amazing. It really is. It's, it's great. There's a, there's a ton of really smart people up in that Minneapolis office and they, they've done some great things with the analytics and stuff like that. So it's, it's fantastic. Well, you said there, you know, some of these guys were from Lockheed Martin. When do we get like a jet propelled PHX, you know? <laughs> you know, I coming? wouldn't be surprised if one of those guys hasn't at least, hasn't at least tried one of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. So, Chad, uh, tell the listeners, uh, where, you know, where, where can they go to get more information on Centera? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, obviously, the best place is just our, our website. So, uh, that's www.centera.com. And Centera is S-E-N-T-E-R-A. Uh, or if you have questions that, uh, that you want to reach out to me directly, chad.weeks at centera.com. All right, that's daring. Putting your uh, putting your email address out there yeah, for everybody. Send the hate mail. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Chad, I do want to say uh, just thanks for for stopping by. This conversation was uh, absolutely intriguing. I think uh, you know all of the uh, the analytics and tools that uh, the that you and the folks at Centera are uh, are producing are just absolutely awesome. So uh, so again, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun. I enjoyed it a lot. And also, I'd like to say uh, thanks to uh, to all of you out there uh, listening and uh, and tuning in. Uh, we ask if you like the podcast be sure to like the podcast also subscribe and ring the bell to get notified the other thing too we'd love to hear from you drop us a comment let us know you know maybe some uh maybe there's a a topic that you'd like us to talk about or uh you know someone that you'd like uh, to see on the show drop us a comment and let us uh let us know that and be sure to give us a review let us know how we're doing uh, you know, five stars are, uh, are always welcome. So, but, uh, again, thanks for, uh, for tuning in. So, and with that, uh, we'll see y'all around the farm. <laughs>